episode 41 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Hope you're doing well out there over the last week or so uh, as we all stay, uh, hopefully you're all out there practicing social distancing and our self-quarantining as we try to fight COVID-19 and try to get back to normal lives as quickly as possible. A lot of interesting topics to get to uh, that we probably wouldn't be getting to if sports were still a thing, like it would be in our normal lives, but we'll talk to them nonetheless. Some Knicks and NBA rumors to get to on the show, and later on we'll get to uh, the stuff that some of you guys have been talking about on Twitter with the 2K tournament that ESPN has been trying to push, and we'll try and pick a winner uh, for this horse tournament, uh, which was poorly worded in all of ESPN's copy on ESPN Radio during the day, and I will explain how that happened, uh, or at least what that's about in just a second. Uh, First and foremost, um, if you're looking for something to do, uh, this is just purely suggestions. We're not sponsored by anybody around here, Um, but if you're looking for shows to watch, video games, uh, games in general, Um, I've been told to share a few ideas with you guys. Uh, First and foremost, um, stuff to binge watch and things like that. Most of it, in my opinion, of the good stuff that I've watched so far uh, are either going to be movies or TV shows on Netflix are usually the two places to go at this period in time. For me, uh, if you want my opinion, apparently some of you do. I've had a couple people reach out, so... I'll throw a few your way. Peaky Blinders on Netflix about British gangs in the 1920s. Uh, It's a drama series uh, originally made by the BBC over in England. It's very good. Uh, There's five seasons, so it'll give you plenty of time to learn about uh, Tommy Shelby, who's played by Kean Murphy, an Irish actor. It's very well done. Um, And another one of the actors... Um, Helen McCrory, I believe is her name, also has done other famous works, including being a small part in in the Harry Potter movies as well. So it's been a lot of interesting stuff coming from that series that I've enjoyed watching. Um, Another show on Netflix uh, for sports people, especially soccer fans, Sunderland Till I Die has two seasons out now. If you're a big fan of soccer like I am, uh, it gives you a very, very interesting look behind the scenes of a club in England that's trying to get back to its former glory after being relegated two years in a row from the Premier League down all the way to the third division of English football or soccer, which is League One. So it's very good. There's, I think, 10 episodes of that. Actually, I think there's more. I think there's 14 episodes of that. Two seasons, 14 episodes, eight and six. It's very well done. Another good series to check out for you guys that are interested for video games. I think for this group of people that I'm talking to, you basketball fans uh, or sports fans in general out there, I think 2K is the first on the list. I'm playing a lot of 2K myself lately. 2K20, it's pretty good. As someone who played 2K a lot and then stopped playing 2K, the new 2K, the biggest improvements are obviously the, the graphics. Um, I, I always think the 2K soundtrack is extremely, uh, extremely well done. Uh, almost every year. I can't think of the last time I was disappointed with a 2K game, in-game soundtrack. Um, and the gameplay itself is pretty good. So I, I, I did, I'd suggest playing some 2K with your friends, maybe some FIFA 
been playing quite a bit of FIFA as well, but also Fortnite is something I recently got into and I'm quite enjoying it uh, for someone that's probably too old to be playing Fortnite. So I'm excited about those games. And then also uh, for those that enjoy playing games with friends, uh, Jackbox.tv. And this is the last thing I'll mention. Um, a ton of fun, like quirky kind of games that you think you'd be playing when you were like in middle school or high school, maybe. But once you get if you get enough people, like you probably need for most of these games, you need like three to seven people to play. A lot of fun. Jackbox TV. I think there's like a set of games you can get for like 20 bucks. You can like have a few friends chip in. And my friends and I have been going on Skype. And we play, we play these games for hours. And it's a ton of fun. Gives you some time to kind of get away. And hang out with your friends. And play some fun games. So Jackbox.tv is the place to go. You can buy like a pack of games online from there. I'm also told Steam. For those, for those real hardcore gamers out there. And you want to pay a little extra. Steam is very good for new games and um, and things like that. You have to download the system on your computer. And then you have an access to a ton of libraries filled with really good games. So that's another, uh, my, my five cents, uh, my three cents during this first five minutes. <laughs> about what you guys can be doing uh, during this self-isolation period during the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. Enough fun and games. Let's get down to business. No, I'm kidding. But let, let's get down to some of the... the the stuff that's been going on around the Knicks and around the NBA. Um, more draft talk to kind of kick things off. More different mock drafts have come up. Um, CBS, you know, this is the thing. Like Some of these mock drafts that come out, it's a little like, I don't want to say off-putting, but the assumptions that are made in these are pretty like drastic, I'd say. They're, they're extremely... I can't imagine like what they would know, right? To say that in one article, the Knicks trade up to get LaMelo ball, right? Like, I, I don't know what, what, what would dictate you to, to say that? Like, I don't understand where that's coming from. It's gotta be clickbait. A lot of that stuff I don't buy into. Um, CBS says in their lottery projections, the Knicks fell to six in the lottery so that they, they sim the lottery, I guess the Knicks were six and then they trade up five spots to get LaMelo ball. It doesn't add up. It, it doesn't add up to me. And, and for those out there that think that LaMelo ball is worth trading that much to go five spots up to get him. I, I, I think you're nuts. I really do. I, I really think you're nuts to think that. I don't, I don't think there's any track record, even that we played well in Australia and that we owns the team he played for, which is just crazy. Um, there's nothing to me that says that he's worth trading up five spots to get him. I, I get, I, I get the potentially six, six. He's a good shooter, uh, good all around score, put up great numbers in Australia, but again, it's Australia. Um, I don't know. That family is another thing in New York. You know, LeVar Ball is going to be difficult to deal with. That That's still something that is a, that is a, a factor here. There's no question about that. And listen, I get that he's high up um, on a lot of draft boards. And I'm not saying, you know, the Knicks shouldn't consider him if the Knicks had the third pick or the fourth pick or, or whatever. But what I am saying is I wouldn't trade up five spots to get him. So what, what the heck is CBS Sports putting out with it? Five spots? Five spots and then calling it a power move. It's a dumb move. 
it's a tone deaf move is what it is. I, I think that would be absolutely nonsense. And again, only the trading up part. LaMelo Ball is a solid top five pick and according, I mean, could be number one, I guess, according to some. I'm not so sure about that. I think Anthony Edwards is likely the number one overall pick. Kid out of Georgia who's had a phenomenal college season. Uh, I, I, would, I would lean towards him just ahead of LaMelo Ball. And then I honestly, to be honest with you, I would have a couple of others ahead of uh, LaMelo Ball at the moment. but I, I And I think for the Knicks, I, I don't think LaMelo Ball is near number one on the draft chart. I think he's third. I really do. I think you'd put Anthony Edwards up there first, and then you got to look. And I, to be honest, I look at James Wiseman, but positionally, and again, remember, you know, LaMelo Ball is likely a shooting guard. In the NBA, he's not a point guard. So I would put Cole Anthony ahead of LaMelo Ball specifically on the Knicks draft chart. You need a point guard. Now, LaMelo Ball is listed as a point guard, and at some he's listed as a combo guard. I would rather take Cole Anthony over LaMelo Ball. I really would. I, I think Cole Anthony is a shoo-in to be what the Knicks are looking for. I really do. Uh, I, a lot of people have Cole Anthony as a top five pick. I, I think he's the guy that if the Knicks, I think it's, I'll say this, it's more realistic that the Knicks get him and it works out than they go out of their minds to get LaMelo Ball and it works out. It's, I just don't, you, you give up too much and then put too much on LaMelo Ball too early, in my opinion. I get he's played professional basketball in Australia. I get it. But I, I would take, I would put Cole Anthony just ahead of LaMelo Ball. I, now to be fair, if LaMelo Ball's there and the Knicks are at five and Cole Anthony is there, you have you still have to consider him. You still have to seriously consider him as the pick. But there's a lot of pros and cons. I cer- again, I certainly wouldn't trade up five spots to get him. I mean, just ridiculous. I, I think that is a ridiculous projection. I, I had two people send that to me today, and I just I was just scratching my head thinking, oh my gosh. Where are these people getting this from? Five spots. Again, think about what the Knicks would have to give up to trade five, to get up five spots. They'd, have to, they'd basically have to trade everything they just traded to get. To get him, just to get LaMelo Ball. It's a huge risk. I don't think he's a player worth risking for when you could sit back and then you likely get Cole Anthony and it could work out really well for you. So it's... <laughs> I think, I think it's getting overcomplicated and people are running out of things to to throw out there for clickbait. And, and all of a sudden that became a discussion uh, amongst people uh, that I talk with about the Knicks. So it's just, you know, that kind of stuff is just ridiculous. Um, the Dennis Smith Jr. stuff that's been popping up lately as well has been a little bit interesting. Um, it's it's kind of been coming. You know, I, 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 I remember when I first heard that the Knicks were getting Dennis Smith Jr. And for those that listen to the show and for those that listen to my other podcast, my College Hoops podcast, you guys know that I was not a big Dennis Smith Jr. fan coming out of college. He went to NC State for a year. Um, in the end, ended up getting caught up in all of that FBI wiretap stuff, or at least the, the paying of money to athletes to go to big-time colleges. He played under Mark Godfrey for a year. At NC State, they were supposed to have a very good year. They had some moments. They won at Duke, and they 
went on a nice winning streak, but then they flopped at the end of the season. I remember watching him at the ACC tournament live, and NC State lost to Clemson in the first round, and he just looked he looked like he gave up. He looked like he gave up on the team and didn't really care, knew that he was going to the NBA, and many had kind of accused him of that as the season went on. As we've seen him in the NBA with the Mavericks, and in his early time with the Knicks, you could see how good of a player he can be, how athletic he is, the signs that he shows in the NBA. However, the Mavs trade him. The Knicks have just had a lost season with him after he showed some signs at the end of last season. But again, I give Dennis Smith a pass for this year because of everything that went on in his life, losing a family member, um, just being in and out of it mentally. I mean, it's it's all things we can all understand or should understand as people. And it hurt his performance. I mean, there's no questions about that. Uh, we never really saw him get off the ground on a roster where he should have probably been the starting point guard. I mean, when you think about the depth at guard or lack thereof on this roster, and then, again, the talent of each of the guys, right? I mean, Alfred Payton's been around the league for a few years now. He ends up being the one that kind of shined above the other two, Nilakina and Smith. But the, the bar was so low when Smith started the season, and then Nilakina didn't really lift things on the offensive end. He showed some good signs defensively for stretches of the season, but never really we never really saw that consistent development on the offensive end. And then Alfred Payton, who was kind of the third string coming in, ends up being the guy towards the end of this, uh, at the moment, shortened NBA season. I mean, that just tells you that, again, just a tough year for Dennis Smith Jr. Now, Mark Berman of the New York Post is saying that some... Uh, around the league think that Smith is going to benefit from a, quote, change of scenery, unquote. Berman mentions that the Timberwolves have shown interest and the Magic might be making a move for him as well. Those are two teams that'd be interesting to kind of deal with if you're the Knicks. There's some prospects, or (laughs) thinking uh, different sports here, but there's some guys on both of those teams and some picks on both of those teams that might interest the Knicks whenever this season gets back on track and we start prioritizing those things. The reason I brought this up is because, again, there was a lot of people during the season that thought, all right, the Knicks can't move Smith this season. It's just not going to happen. You know, there's going to be nobody to kind of play ball with the Knicks, right? And, you know... People have blamed the toxic toxic environment, the injuries. I mentioned, again, the death in his family, his stepmother passing away. Um, and a lot of people kind of looked at the other thing that, w- that was interesting with Smith Jr. was the fact that he kind of clicked with David Fisdale early on. And then when he had the injuries, the death of his stepmother, Fisdale gets fired. It was just a perfect storm of tough things for Smith to deal with. And after he had such high hopes coming out, of college, and then his early time with the Mavericks, and the few moments he's had when he's been good for the Knicks, it's just been the negatives that have outweighed the positives. So again, I don't blame uh, people around the league thinking he might need a change of scenery. New York is tough, especially when you're dealing with all that, to thrive. So it'll be interesting to see, but can that? what can the Knicks get for him? If you're talking business side of things, that's what the Knicks have to be thinking about. Because again, with Leon Rose in charge, I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis Smith Jr. now gets moved on 
and again, didn't play a lot under Mike Miller, so I this is kind of a good opportunity, if it works out when the time comes, to maybe send Dennis Smith away and get some picks and maybe even a player back for him. Again, the Magic and the Timberwolves wouldn't be bad trade partners uh, as far as picks and as far as maybe even a player or two coming back on the other side. So it'll be interesting to see what the Knicks do with that. Um, very very interesting stuff there Uh, and then a quick note um before i kind of we dive into the funner stuff on the other side of the break the the kp stuff and this is kind of you know keeps popping up every once in a while but apparently uh according and this is mark berman from the new york post uh the the whole situation with steve mills getting fired apparently the kp dennis smith jr trade according to Mark Berman of the New York Post, was basically the straw that broke the camel's back as far as Steve Mills' job on the hot seat. Um, the NBA, you know, basically the rest of the league at the time, raised eyebrows over the move. Um, and again, for those that forget, you know, Chris Tapps Porzingis was hurt when he got traded. So it was still kind of, it was kind of like, you know, do you, you know, the big choice was, do you wait, right? Do you wait for KP to get healthy and then give it one last try? Or do you trade him now and cut your losses? The Knicks traded him. And I think to this day, many people, including myself, most for me, it's, I, I have my doubts over it, obviously, because KP could get hurt again. And then, you know, it doesn't look too bad that the Knicks got rid of him. But, you know, the way he's been playing, it's tough to argue that the Knicks made the wrong move there and Steve Mills in the end, took a little while longer than the article seems to forget about, but, um, that ended up being the straw that broke the camel's back, and then on top of that, the Knicks spending $60 million in free agency didn't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, and in the end, Steve Mills didn't really, uh, as again, you know, not only stunk as team president, but didn't live up to any of the expectations that were set for him, when he came in and when you flop four or five times in a few years with a lot of these big aspirations and you're in New York, you're not going to last too long. And that's exactly what happened with Steve Mills. The, the interesting thing about the KP trade was I remember at the time I was actually near the garden uh, working at the time when all of this went down, when KP got traded and a lot of people at the time were for the trade. A lot of people did not want KP back. And a lot of people blamed it on, you know, not go being disruptive in the locker room and his brother being his agent and him only being out for himself and and things like that. You know, that I think you can kind of argue got overblown at the time. And it ended up being one of those things that led to Steve Mills getting fired because in the league, it's more about the results than how everybody acts to each other, as we've seen throughout the years. Some of the most successful teams in the NBA are some of the most hostile locker rooms at times. You know, but again, it's still about the main goal, right? That's the biggest thing. It could be about yourself, but you're still going towards what the main goal is. That's to win. So it's tough to balance that. But clearly, Steve Mills and... Uh, the rest of the front office have not been able to do that so far, uh, or rather at the time, I should say. And throughout these last uh, 10, 15, 20 years, 
this Knicks franchise has not been able to do that. And it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's always interesting that this stuff comes out now because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> but it, it's interesting to reminisce about some of this stuff. It's it's heartbreaking if you're a Knicks fan like myself. But it just it, you know some of those preconceived notions or some of those thoughts you had at the time end up kind of coming true in the end. And some of the stuff that was talked about at the time. Some of it was a little bit more realistic than you thought, and then some of the some of the other stuff that was talked about at the time probably didn't make as much, uh, you know, probably made even, you know, probably makes even less sense now than it did at the time, if that makes sense. Some of it adds up, and some of it just doesn't. So it's interesting to see how that stuff develops. All right, let me take a quick break here. When we come back, we get to some of the more fun stuff and how the NBA is trying to keep you entertained while you're sitting at home. All that and more coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I mentioned at the top of the show uh, different things that you can be doing right now to pass the time. Obviously, some of you are still working. Uh, Some of you at the moment are, you know, staying home, taking care of the kids or you're staying home working or you're staying home and you're just trying to find something to do or D all of the above. So the NBA is trying to help you out and they've got a couple of different things that you should be tuning into over the next couple of days. It's going to be very interesting. Some of this stuff still has been going on, uh, which is a little bit surprising that I haven't heard about some of this stuff up until the last like 48 hours. I I was debating, I'm going to go Let's do the 2K. Um, let's do the 2K sports uh, video game challenge first. Um, there's a big 2K. ESPN's hosting this like 2K NBA 2K players tournament. It's a it's it's what you expect. It's a bracket. The players play against each other. The winner moves on. Losers out. And basically. Um, I don't know what the winner gets, but I'll, I'll love to take a look back at that. But for, for now, it's basically bragging rights. Kevin Durant's in it. Trey Young's in it. Zach Levine's in it. Donovan Mitchell is in it. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, DeMontis Sabonis, Otto Porter Jr., Derek Jones Jr., Montrez Harrell, Rui Hachimura. Uh, I think, did I see Boogie Cousins? is in there, uh, Harrison Barnes, Patrick Beverly, uh, and it started on April 3rd, uh, and I was like, what? This already started? Um, so it's been kind of all over the place, there have been a couple of upsets, there have been a couple of people who have had their mouths shut, because they've been doing so much trash talking, it's been sick, uh, and basically they got shut up, and that, you know, they're basically, uh, they're done, so, the NBA Players Association, the NBA basically worked with 2K to choose 16 players. Um, and from there, the players were seated based on their overall ratings in the game. And tiebreakers were settled by 
NBA tenure. So if you were in the league longer than the person you're tied with, uh, you get the higher seed than they do. So Kevin Durant, who's in the tournament, is the one seed. Uh, Trey Young is the two seed. Uh, that, that was surprising. He's got the second highest rating of the players in this tournament. Then I realized, oh, that's right. There's not many other good players in this tournament. So uh, I think Donovan Mitchell and Hassan Whiteside were at 87. Uh, if you ask me, Hassan Whiteside is lower than that. And then you had Patrick um, Beverly, Harrison Barnes, and Derek Jones Jr., who were all 78 rated players. And I believe in that order is their NBA tenure. Whoever's, you know, I think it's, old, you know, longest to shortest time in the NBA. So actually the winner gets a charity donation to the favorite charity of their choice for $100,000, uh, which is pretty great. Uh, and it's from 2K, the NBA, the NBA Players Association, and it's going towards coronavirus relief efforts and the bragging rights part they'll also be crowned ultimate nba 2k 20 champion okay great uh enjoy that um they basically try to convince you to watch this if you've been watching this and you feel like shouting it out and let me know what you think are you enjoying this is this any good i haven't watched a single second of it i've been diving into netflix and video games and friends and stuff like that trying to stay busy and then work is some work as well. So I, I am very intrigued to see what this is about. Uh, again, I'm probably not going to watch this. <laughs> um, I'd rather play 2k than watch somebody else play it. Even if it's Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant, uh, to be honest with you, um, this doesn't really, it, it, again, it, for those out there that love watching video games, this is probably right up your alley. For me, um, this is six days in, apparently. I haven't watched a second of it. Don't plan on watching a second of it. So, um, but it's interesting. You know, this is what we've come to. You know, these are the kind of alleys that we are going down to try to keep the sports fan base entertained. Um, meanwhile, uh, listening to stories of Dana White with the UFC buying islands off the coast of California to try to schedule UFC bouts has been probably more entertaining than uh, the stuff that's been going on with the NBA, I must say. But uh, this is just wild. It's really insane um, that we've come to this. This idea, to me, uh, again, doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but I can see why some people would like it. So, I, you, yeah, you go with it. So, I, I'm trying to find the bracket to kind of see where everybody's at at the moment, um, if I had to guess, I don't know if everyone's played yet, but I give my, I give a slight edge to, to Donovan Mitchell, just, I think he's got a lot to prove, um, more than everybody else in this tournament, um, although again, I don't know, some people might take it seriously, others might not, so, don't really know, uh, let me see if I can find, there's a live stream for it, for those that are interested in taking a look. All right, so I've got the matchups. I've got the matchups here. It was Kevin Durant against Derek Jones Jr., and Kevin Durant lost. So Derek Jones Jr. moved on. DeAndre Ayton beat Zach Levine. Trey Young beat Harrison Barnes by, well, 40 points almost. Actually, by more than that, by 40. Well, how much? Holy smokes. 
beat him by 42. Holy smokes. Patrick Beverly beat Hassan Whiteside by 30. Apparently, uh, Hassan Whiteside was trash-talking, um, was trash-talking Pat, Be- uh, Pat Beverly, and Pat Beverly said, I'll beat you by 20, and he beat him by 30. So, uh, Rui Hachimura, oh, Rui Hachimura knocked out Donovan Mitchell by three points. Devin Booker beat Michael Porter Jr. Drummond beat Cousins by a ton. Holy smokes, 101 to 49. Montrez Harrell beat DeMontis Sabonis, 53, sorry, 73 to 51. So a lot of the big trash talkers are out. Um, And the quarterfinals have not been played yet. So you can catch the quarterfinals, I think, on ESPN. Um, and then the semifinals. So this, this podcast goes out on a Friday morning. I think the quarterfinals are already going to be played so you can catch the semis. These are the quarterfinal matchups. It's Trey Young versus DeAndre Ayton, Pat Beverly versus Andre Drummond, Derek Jones Jr. versus Montrez Harrell, and Rui Hachimura from your Gonzaga Bulldogs going up against Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. Not a bad, uh, it's a pretty you know, uh, nameless, uh, quarterfinal, not a ton of big names in there, but if you like watching video games, this is for you. And I'll tell you what, uh, I won't be watching, but I do want to hear what you guys think about this. I'm curious, uh, if you're enjoying this or not, um, let me know and let me know why. Uh, I mean, I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are on this. Again, for me, this is not really my cup of tea. I'm not really interested in this, I would rather watch old NBA games. I'd rather play 2K against one of my friends and trash talk them. Uh, or, uh, yeah, I'd rather interact with people a little bit more or watch stuff that I want to watch or Netflix or old games or whatever or movies than watch Montrez Harrell face Devin Booker in the quarterfinals of the 2K20 classic or whatever this thing is called so uh again one thing i will say this is for a great cause obviously 100 grand going to coronavirus relief efforts that's the big positive however as far as the entertainment side of this um i think the nba could do better and they're trying to do better that's the good news right so there's there's some people this has kind of been hit or miss like for espn some people have liked it some people haven't. And for those that are desperate for new sports content, this might be something you give a try with because you're just, you just want anything competitive to be brought back into sports. But the real one that I'm excited for that I might actually tune in for is the NBA's horse tournament. Now this caught my eye a lot more than the video game stuff did. This is coming on Sunday it's a horse tournament. Um, this was terribly promoted uh, on certain radio shows on ESPN saying that this was a horse shooting contest. Um, terribly worded uh, because they're not putting horses behind the barn and ending their misery. They're shooting basketballs on their home courts or at a you know at their gyms in their you know mansions. So let's you know let's clarify that uh, for those that have been seeing that it's just a horse tournament. It's your normal H-O-R-S-E, winner wins and advances, loser goes home and pouts. So it's a pretty loaded field. I would say there's a good amount of brand names in this field. I don't love that it's not all NBA players. I will say that. 
Um, but Chris Paul is in it. By the way, there's eight contestants. Chris Paul leads the field. Trey Young's in this as well. So Trey Young is going for both crowns. He wants the 2K challenge and he wants the horse crown as well. I'd say Trey Young is probably the favorite for both at this point, I must say. Uh, 2020 Hall of Fame inductee Tamika Catchings is in there. She's not the one I'm bothered about. Uh, Zach Levine's in there. Probably could have found someone better for that. I don't think Zach Levine's a great horse guy. He's a dunking champion, but horse, probably not his game. Uh, WNBA All-Star Allie Quigley. Solid to see her in there. And great to see Mike Connolly Jr. from the Utah Jazz. What the heck are Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce doing in this thing? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You couldn't have gotten two more NBA players? Why's it got to be put Billups and Pierce? I know it's on ESPN, but come on. I, I, I think you couldn't have made any two worse choices there. I really don't. I'd rather get two more WNBA players in there. Or get a couple college players in there. Why has it got to be Billups and Pierce? These guys are retired. I'm not saying they don't have any shots on them. But Trey, I mean, Trey Young. I mean, let me see who's playing who, if they even have that set up yet here. But if any of the NBA players get one of those, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. There's no way. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. You know? Well, here in the match, oh, no. Guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. This is not good, guys. Oh, no. Trey Young's first round matchup is Chauncey Billups. I, I mean, might as well just put a big bye next to Chauncey. This is a, this is a bye game for Trey Young. I mean, are you kidding me? It's a, oh, my God. Unless, unless Trey Young basically just says, all right, Chauncey, I'll let you have this one. I'm going for the 2K title. And this is a wrap. Winner of that matchup gets Tamika Catchings or Mike Connolly. That's a better matchup, I would say. Zach Levine against Paul Pierce. That one actually might be a battle just because Zach Levine is, you know, not a great shooter. He's a good shooter, not a great shooter. So I could I could see Paul Pierce maybe hanging around in that one, but I still got Zach Levine. Are you kidding me? And then it's Chris Paul against Ali Quigley. And the winner of that one gets the winner of Levine versus Pierce. Um coin toss at the start of the game determines who shoots first uh more senior player calling heads or tails oh my god um player must describe each shot attempt and specific and specifying the type of score they intend to make before taking a shot such as a bank shot or a swish dunking is prohibited so those WNBA players get a chance, I guess, uh, which is probably the right thing to do to make it more interesting. The first player in each game, and for the old guys, to be fair, Paul Pierce and Chauncey Billups probably can't get up as like they used to, to be fair, as well. First player in each game to accumulate the letters, H-O-R-S-E, you guessed it, they are out. Um, the dunking probably hurts Zach Levine the most, <laughs> because he would kill everybody. Uh, in this because nobody else on this list can really dunk anywhere near uh, like Zach Levine can everyone else on this list is either a current good shooter or a bad good uh, or former good shooter I should say and then there's Zach Levine so um, if you if you're asking me to pick a guy and, and I've had a couple people ask who I think is going to win this um, 
I, I think if you don't pick Trey Young, you're nuts because uh, I think Trey Young will care about this. He'll feel that this is an opportunity to to win, uh, to win not only this but the 2K video game challenge as well and sweep the awards. Um, this is pretty. Um, This is pretty good. I've gone back and forth on it, but again, because there's nothing else on, and this is on a Sunday, there's a good chance I'll watch this. It's 7 p.m., I think, on ESPN. And I think then, was it 9 o'clock? Sunday at 7, semifinals in the final will be televised Thursday at 9. So I guess this will all be pre-recorded and then cut up and then put on um, in post. That's the biggest discouraging thing for me, is that this will not be live. I'm very disappointed about that. I would have been very excited if they had done this live. Um, But I can see why they're going to tape this, because, you know, it's going to be so much different video feeds from everyone's different courts. It's going to be tough to kind of get live and make it good live but if you do it taped you can cut around some of the stuff that would be a problem if it was live and you make it look like a good product which is what the nba wants during this time i'm probably gonna watch this if i've got time on sunday uh sunday night if i'm not doing anything fun uh i'll watch this so Again, let me know what you guys think of these ideas, what the NBA is doing to try and get you guys interested during this crazy time in the world at the moment. Again, I think Trey Young wins this walking away. I, I, I think he could win this with, I, honestly, honestly, I think Trey Young could win this blindfolded. I really do. I think anybody he faces in this, he's a huge favorite because he is basically, he's basically young Steph Curry. He can hit from anywhere. Nobody else can that's in this competition. Which is, again, why I'm disappointed. Why, you know, we don't get any big bona fide stars here. We don't get any LeBron James looks here. We don't get Kevin Durant. We don't get, although he's probably still hurt. We don't get Steph Curry. And we don't get Klay Thompson, who's probably healthy, by the way, or almost healthy at this point. Although, to be fair, you still wouldn't want to test him with this kind of a thing. Um, we don't get any real great three-point shooters Besides Trey Young, and then you probably throw in Chris Paul in there as well. Those are probably by far the best two shooters in this field. And again, I like that you mix in some WNBA players, some Hall of Famers, and then, you know, you know, I can live with it being Paul Pierce and Chauncey Billups. But see, I would rather see Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce face each other in the first round that would have been a lot more interesting and then the winner moves on to the semis and then gets clobbered i'd rather see that than basically put them in a a couple of bye games against the two against two nba players where you know chauncey billups doesn't have a chance in hell of getting past trey young and i think paul pierce is, is, is an underdog but if zach levine comes ready to play i think he'll easily win so that that you know I get it. It's it's tough to put this kind of stuff together, especially now. But I would much rather... Like, I almost feel like if you waited a week or two on this, maybe even a little bit... Maybe like a month, another month. I know it's a long time. <laughs> feels like that. It feels like a long time right now because there's nothing to do. But I feel like this could have been 10 times better. As good as this could be, even with the current field, and I'm poking holes in it, but... 
feel like in a month, like you could have gotten like a, t- a jacked field with a ton of really good shooters. And this could have been like off the charts good. Like this could have been a much more loaded field, a much more challenging competition where it's like, all right, if Trey Young and Chris Paul don't get there to the finals, it's kind of like, all right, I'm not going to really watch this. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm at. Like if Trey Young is out, I'm probably going to stop watching this. You know what I mean? Like, if Chris Paul loses to Allie Quigley, no res- no disrespect to Allie Quigley, but I'm probably going to start stop tuning in. Like, that, the rest of it doesn't really matter. Like, unless I see Trey Young face Chris Paul in a final on Sunday, um, I'm not going to watch. So I wish that there was more depth in the field, because then, like, we could, it could be like, no matter who goes through, you're going to want to watch the whole thing. So that, that's my biggest knock on it is I don't love the fact that it's not a deep field, but it's something, uh, maybe I'm a little, na- not naive, but I'm, maybe I'm a little, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, spoiled, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of asking for more when we're already getting something that we probably wouldn't have gotten in any other circumstances. Maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe that's true, but that's just my thoughts. And so that was my instant reaction. Again, I'm going to watch. There's a good chance I'm going to watch this. Um, trying to think like i think that this could work however um much like the dunk contest right it's difficult with the dunk contest because as as good as it can be without the names it's always better with big names in there or big names that you know can dunk horse is tougher because it's all shooting and dunks are prohibited here so like that's the big like all right they better be taking like ridiculous shots every round like in upping the ante or this isn't fun like and again that's why Trey Young it's fun that he's in this and it's nice that Chris Paul's in this but there's a big drop off in I want to watch this like in eyes in my opinion with the rest of the field so but it's something it's something to watch on Sunday the NBA gives you a little morsel to chew on before they try and come up with something else and for the time being I think that is just about enough that's just about enough for me as well i'm done with the show for this week thank you guys as always for listening i I can't thank you guys enough the hundreds and thousands of you that listen week in and week out to the shock shock dicks podcast and the posting and toasting podcast network in general you guys are awesome thank you again for tuning into this week's show stay safe out there stay self-isolated if you can make sure to wash your hands listen to the cdc's constantly updated guidelines and again stay safe spend time with your family and again if you uh, if you came to the podcast a little bit later you skipped ahead uh, i did leave you some stuff at the beginning some ideas that can help you pass the time uh, during this difficult time in our country's history and in the history of the world as a whole thank you again for listening and i will see you guys next time next week on the shock shock nicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.